Today's episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. White Sox! White Sox! Go! 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 go. Call your sons! Call your daughters! Holy cow! You can put it on the board! Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game! Win Echo! Grand Slam! A White Sox winner and a World Championship! The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey. And the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox podcast with Tanny and Herb. Tanny and Herb. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill. Our show is called Locked on Socks, at Locked on Socks there on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. 312-566-8727 is the way you can leave a voicemail. And we got a couple of you guys who left voicemails or, if you want to go old school, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. It's not a great day. Uh, you know, sun will come up tomorrow, maybe. I don't know. Hell. But without any further ado, here is Chris Tanhill. Chris, uh, I mean, what the fuck? Every single day of my life has been worse than the day before it. So that means every day you see me, that's on the worst day of my life. Yeah, Peter Gibbons in Office Space thumbs up all Sox fans today. What about today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah, uh, my guy Lawrence. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. Yeah, it is a messed up day here on episode 223 of Locked on White Sox. And, you know, there, I know you guys don't want to hear laughing and kidding around because when the news came out today, and of course we're talking about Luis Roberts' injury, out 8 to 12 weeks with a grade 3 hip flexor strain. That's a complete tear of the hip flexor, and they still don't even know if he's going to have it uh, an operation yet they're going to wait and see get uh, uh another opinion and but regardless he's not going to be able to do anything whether he, he gets surgery or not for uh probably at least another six weeks and then uh ain't that a, a kick in the head but then you find out adam engel today is still three weeks out from a possible rehab stint anywhere so you know adam engel who we believe that it was only going to be gone until you know uh, middle of april is uh, still you know almost a month away from rehabbing so he's easily uh, more than a month out from uh, being with the big club so you're talking it's the worst uh, hamstring of all time oh my god yeah so you're talking about mid-june for adam engel's return so now herb Sox got some problems. They got some work to do, as DJ used to say, or as he still says. So, you know, let's get right to it here. We're going to talk about this injury, what Rakan should do, what he's going to do, what we think he should do. And then also there's still uh, more national drama surrounding your manager, which makes this day even harder to process when you have this black cloud hovering above this whole thing. Let's get to, uh, and we'll also preview the Red Series as well. But let's get to this injury, Herb. I, you know, I don't even want to ask your reaction to it because I don't, I couldn't find the words for it when Rakan was doing his teleconference call. You listen to every every moment of it, but you know, let's let's just start now. Uh, the reaction, obviously, it sucks. You can't even put it into words. Obviously, you 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 put this unless you can. If you if you want to attempt to put this into words, by all means, go for it. I certainly cannot. I mean. I was thinking, best case scenario, he's out a month. He just 
comes back, rehabs it, and he comes back a month and a half away from now. This was worst case scenario. I didn't, you know, I saw the play after it happened, and after they said the X-rays were negative, blah blah blah. I know the MRI is next. The MRI shows where you get the most damage with the ligaments and such. So 12 to 16 weeks before he starts doing baseball activities. So think about ramping up. I think the guy is a premium athlete, so maybe he beats this estimate. But any amount of time for two months, let alone the three months that he'll be out, is going to be a huge chunk for the White Sox. Remember, they start playing Minnesota this month in May, and they stop playing them in April. I mean, in August. Yeah. So that whole time, no Luis Robert and pretty much no Eloy Jimenez versus your main rival in this division. That's going to hurt. That's really going to hurt, especially the defensive side. He was the glue for that defense, holding the team together. And now there'll be hits out there that weren't hits before. There'll be execution plays wrong because Laurie Garcia is not a good center fielder. While Billy Hamilton has premium speed, he's not of what Luis Robert does. That position will be sorely missed. And we talked about it. He'll start developing a hit stick. Yeah. Maybe in in lieu of some power, he's just getting back to ball and understanding I'm fast as hell. Let me use one of my talents to get on base and it'll be like a home run because you know what? I get the first, I'm stealing second, or you're going to hit a double. I'm scoring on a single or on a, on a ball that's a double in the gap a hundred percent. So my most value to this team right now is to get on base and I'll sacrifice a little power just to get on. So it's a development's going to be lost for three months or more. And the player is, turning that corner that we wanted him to turn. He started to learn the game. So, yeah, it just, like, sapped all the energy from me to realize we have our best young hitter gone in Aloy, and now we have our best overall player in Luis Robert gone. And it, it doesn't make it easy. It's like we've waited so long for this, and now, you know, I don't know if there, it was the uh, Twilight Zone where the guy was always busy and then everything like went away and he was like the last guy on earth and finally had a time to read his books. But then he stepped on his glasses, dropped his glasses and broke them. Yeah. Jerry Reinsdorf stepped on his glasses and broke them. Um. But there was time. (laughs) Yeah. And this is that I feel like, like we had went through the 500 yards of shit to get to here. And now we're, broke our damn glasses and we can't read the books that we wanted to read. I know the season's not over, but it's very bleak when you lose the caliber of players the White Sox have lost for this year. Yeah, you, you know, you make the Andrew Dufresne reference there and uh, you know, I you know, crawling through the the 500 yards of, of shit, uh, you know, but at least he knew what was awaiting for him on that other side there. And I feel like right now as Sox fans, we're more like Andrew Dufresne in the boiler room uh, with bogs in them. You know what I mean? Like there's no <laughs> there's no way out of that situation. So, you know, I've seen a lot of overly positive people, you know, a lot of people clearly trying to overcompensate and, and talk themselves into why this is going to be fine. I don't know if it's going to be fine. We talked after the Eloy injury how – this is not the road we would have would have chosen on the GPS, right? It was a, it was a big detour. 
with that Eloy injury, and now uh, I feel like this this car is completely uh, skidded off the road. Uh, but still, you know, you have an opportunity to get your de- to your destination at the end of the season, which is, of course is the postseason. And once you get in, anything can happen. So the Sox are sitting at fifteen and twelve right now. And let's let's do it. Let's put on your Teflon suit, Herb. I'll give you a second to pick out your your, your favorite color of your Teflon suit. Your Rick Hahn. What do you do now? Obviously, that there's you have to operate with some urgency here because the Twins and the Royals, your your direct competition, the team that you're trailing in the stand, standings, Kansas City, and your competition over the long haul, we still believe is going to be the Twins. They're both in town next week for the homestand, and as you said, a, a big chunk of games. Uh, it's going to be played against them in the coming months here, and you have to act with some urgency if you want to, you know, uh, sort of patch the the holes on this uh, sinking ship here. If you don't do anything about it, so I I, I want to ask you, Herb, if you're Rick Hahn, what do you do? Do you do you sort of go all in, knowing full well that there, I don't think there's any all in moves to be made right now, or do you kind of just let things develop this year? And we'll talk about how the manager re- relates into this equation in the next segment. But what do you do if you're Rick Hahn, Herb? What's your What's your first move that you're looking to make here to improve this thing and, and try to keep it afloat? I know Burditch or Brightich, whatever his name is in um, Colorado, has resigned. So there's an interim guy there. But I'm still going to get my guy Chuck Nasty. Charlie Blackman. By the way, gotta- Chuck Nasty with a Z. Nasty. <laughs> So this guy's a different uh, creature altogether. He doesn't even spell nasty reverently. <laughs> and so, yeah, I got to have him. I got to have some major league bat that happens to play outfield. I know there are options out there. Puig is just out there just doing nothing, not signed to a major league contract. But I want to win the division. This is like you can't throw away a year just because you had some injuries. This is a year competing. You're going to lose Lance Lynn after this year. You're probably going to lose Carlos Rodon after this year. I mean, you have an opportunity to sign both of them to longer deals, but they're free agents after this year. You have to strike while you're in this season. And so if it takes somebody that's going to be painful, if it's going to be Jonathan Stever, if it's going to be, I don't know, name your player, not anybody that's currently on the major league roster, but if they want anybody in our minor leagues, they have to be on the table. They have to be on the table because this year is a vital year for them to compete. You can only win 2021 championship this year. So he's on the top of my list. And that's the player that I identify as a guy that helps you with the righty lefty thing. He's a left-hander. He's got a premium bet. He makes a lot of money, but, as we saw with the Arenado trade, maybe Colorado's willing to take a little bit money away or get lesser value for players if you were willing to pay the salary. The White Sox didn't have a lot of salary this offseason, so maybe they can absorb the almost 74, let's see, almost $60 million due to Chuck Nasty for the remainder of his contract. So I we got to go all out for it. It's playoff or bust, bitches. Yeah, so here's the thing about Charlie Blackman, who's also on, on my very short list here. He's, 
on an expiring deal. He makes $12 million this year. So you would think maybe if you open up the pocketbook a little bit, you could find a little common ground with the Rockies and you won't have to deal with the top tier of, of your farm system. Because I don't think a, a, a 34-year-old on an expiring deal warrants one of your top pitching prospects. You know, I, I, It's a negotiation Rick Hahn's going to have to make here. But here's the problem with Charlie Blackman. He's not having a great year this year already. Um, he's he's uh, almost a half a negative win uh, uh, player this year. He's hitting only 198, still getting on base at a 323 clip, but also the problem is he's not a, a good defender. Uh, you know, Baseball Savant has him listed uh, outs above average as the bottom 5 percentile and uh, outfielder jump the bottom 12 percentile. It's not very fast anymore. Um, you know, he still does some things with the bat. He'll still draw a walk for you and, you know, maybe give you a different look from the left-hand side. And maybe it's a guy who just needs a change of scenery. With the uh, the Rockies going through everything that they've gone through, with their sinking ship as well, Trevor Story likely going to get dealt, and we saw what happened with Arenado. You know, maybe there's a lot of candidates out there who maybe just a, a, a shot at a postseason push will, will do wonders for. Is Charlie Blackman one of those guys? I'm not so sure. Uh but I'd be willing to to sit there at the table and, and and take a look at it because what happens then is once Adam Engel's back in about a month or so, then you could put Adam Engel out there in center and then maybe Blackman becomes more of, of a, a bench guy, a guy who doesn't have to play every day, and then you can cut ties with Billy Hamilton. Although Billy Hamilton does do one thing really well, which is run, but this kind of raises your roster floor a little bit if Charlie Blackman's your – your guy uh, off the bench, you're a platoon guy. You know, if you want to platoon him in uh, in in left uh, with Vaughn, uh, depending on how you circulate that DH thing once Engel's back. But he could play center in the meantime if you don't want to have Adam Eaton play center uh, over the the long stretch of time. So that that's an intriguing option for sure. The Puig thing, there's so many you know layers of mystery around around this Puig situation with his legal battles right now and I, I always get weird talking about it because I, I've seen things that make him look like he's going to be exonerated and some things you know you want to be careful when you talk about that stuff I guess so you the way you look at it is is he worth taking the risk for Rick Hahn said character matters there's a clubhouse fit there's also just you know he's playing in the Mexican league right now you know he hasn't played professionally since 2019 and uh, that that's scary to me but also you're talking about maybe a guy that you kick the tires on for 3 weeks until Adam Engel returns is just seeing if he can give you something a spark you know because i got to be honest herb like I, I watched that game yesterday and i heard the robert injury on the radio call with Len and DJ and DJ was on it from the very beginning said it was a hip flexor immediately when everyone else was was speculating about groin tears and you know, all these other things that, that could be wrong, like knees and all, all this stuff. But DJ called it, and you could just hear the life being sucked out of the building after that injury. And I worry that, you know, this lineup may need a bit of a of an emotional spark. We know TA is going to do his thing at the top, and he's going to be a great spark in that regard. But what about the other guys? Like, we may need a, a wild card thrown in here uh, to provide some of that. So Puig is still kind of an unknown, but he will provide a little excitement, a little energy maybe. Is he good? Who the hell knows? But maybe worth a, a three-week trial at a minimal financial investment. A uh, couple – one other name here. I, I got – Joanna Cespedes on my list here, but really he's a guy that we, you know, similar to Puig, you don't really know. It would be a gamble for three weeks, but a, a long-term fit here that you can plug in is uh, James Fox was tweeting about this moments before we got on to record, but uh, I, I feel like there's been no uh, intellectual property stolen here because anyone who's been listening to this show since we started knows that I'm a huge Starling Marte fan. Let's have a Marte party! 
And Starling Marte is dealing with the, a rib issue right now, so who knows when he's going to return. Uh, but I would expect he's not going to be out for the Marlins much longer. The Marlins just two and a half games back of the first place Nationals, who are a 500 team. But I think if I'm the Marlins and, and Rick Hahn and you're looking to make a deal, you can easily talk the Marlins into saying, hey, Starling Marte is not part of our immediate future. He's on an expiring deal as well, and those are the kind of things you want to look at because you don't want to mortgage uh, next year or years after for a, a, a rental player or a player whose contract is going to saddle you and prevent you from doing uh, from prevent you from making future moves and future off season. So that's why we look at those guys, Charlie Blackman, Starling Marte. I think those guys are, are good fits. The problem is, though, Herb, so many teams are in it right now. As it's only May 4th here today as you're listening to this. I worry that uh, you're not going to be able to execute a deal like this unless you really wow someone, and that's when you kind of get into scary territory, in my opinion. I know White Sox fans are a little um, gun-shy about giving away a young player for a veteran player who's established that might be on a team that's losing. So we got the Tatis situation right there. Tatis wasn't anything big and special on the White Sox. Then he develops out there in San Diego. He's the guy he is now. (sighs) The only problem is in 2016, we weren't really in our window. We were still doing that thing where we're half competing, half rebuilding, that bullshit um half measured thing yeah they they got off to that hot start with that team with with jimmy rollins and todd frazier and they were trying to like see if they can sustain it with a boost of starting pitching because that's what they needed at the time but it was it was all a house of cards that eventually toppled down very quickly with one jersey with scissors uh incident with with scissors and a jersey in the clubhouse so that was very just like you know uh you know house of cards situation there yeah so your point is uh, is certainly valid and I don't think the White Sox have that type of player. I mean, of course, they have his brother, Elijah. But if it takes a player that is on a low level and teams this offseason showed you their desire to have a lottery ticket, a guy that is way away from the major leagues, but if he hits, awesome. If he doesn't, hey, whatever, no no sweat on our back, off our back. And that's what teams are desirous for, especially a team like the Marlins, especially a team like the Rockies, who are trying to shed payroll constantly now. And just looking for somebody that is low-level A and maybe has some upside and a couple of those guys. And I think the White Sox, with when we had James Fox and Mike Rankin on, their international signings have been great. So they have a couple people available in that same realm. And... Yeah, the Marlins are only two and a half out, but I hope their GM gets smart about baseball and understands that what they did last year, great, awesome, short season, made the playoffs, awesome. But what they need to sustain this is more youngsters, and Starling Marte is hurt right now and won't be leading them to a championship in the future. Maybe they'll be more willing to listen to the White Sox or any team if they're offering these young lottery tickets like other teams have done this offseason. I just need a player that can play outfield. You know when you plug him out there, he's going to bring his bat to the table because that's what we need because our defense has been piss poor this whole time. I think we are like third or fourth worst in airs in the league. I really don't necessarily care about outfield airs because they – they're very rare. I mean, if you just catch the balls that are hit to you. Yeah, the That's balls the ball's not in play a ton these days. So, I, you know, if you if you pitch like you're supposed to, it doesn't affect you that much. I don't and believe. so give me these guys. You have to make a 
deal. If they had Adam Ingle available right now, I would be a little bit more relaxed, and I'd be like, okay, we'll have Ingle for the rest of the time when Robert's gone. We'll have Adam Eaton in right field, and we'll do our same thing in left field, mostly having Vaughn out there. And I'll be like, all right, it's not ideal, but we have Major League Baseball players out there. I am not cool with going with Lurie Garcia slash uh, Billy Hamilton. We need to get somebody else until, like you said, if he ever comes back, he might have another goddamn setback. Adam Ingle comes back and think about that. Us saying we're waiting for Adam Ingle so badly. Please, Adam Ingle, come back. We need you. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's certainly not an enviable enviable position, but like that goes to show you with his rehab. Like I don't I don't want to you know say what happened here because I don't know what happened. But when you hear about guys taking a step back in their rehab, maybe he was trying to press and come back because he was out before Eloy got hurt. So maybe he was like you know. For trying to get back and help his team and that type of stuff is no good when you're given directions by a doctor to take it easy or follow a plan like you know this is obviously something really bad happened here we don't know what the timeline was and when it happened but I worry about this stuff happening with with Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez because these guys obviously want to help the team and I feel like when you give these timelines like oh they could be back by September I think that's really unrealistic and if, if they can cool but I would plan on them not being around for the rest of 2021 are you kind of in the same thought process as i am it's like if you're if you're not around i'm not putting you as, as i'm not banking on you being there because i don't want these guys to put any undue pressure on their bodies you know they don't quite know their bodies just yet in a professional athlete sense and you know the the allure of a world series championship is, is too strong and i do worry about them pressing uh, getting back on the field what about you yeah, and these injuries are not common either. Like right. if you got a hamstring or growing, there's usually a, a timeline, usually with Adam Ingle, there's not, that you know, okay, he'll be fine once he comes back, he has a little rehab, he'll be smooth. I don't know. A, a tear in your hip flexor? I've never, I mean, I think Bo Jackson might have had that, but for a baseball player to do it during baseball, I don't know if there's precedence for this. And especially the Aloy one, too, where he's just uh, out for an extended period of time. And I don't know what the player is going to be looking like when he comes back because it will 100% affect his swing. So, yeah, I, in my heart of hearts, I would love both of them be back in September for a nice push for the playoffs. And then if they can't, maybe the the other players will push the, the team to the playoffs and then those two guys will come back fine but if they're out for the year and that's what it takes for them to have long careers so be it i'll be pissed you know if the white Sox don't make the playoffs this year i'll be on 10 <laughs> but at the expense of those players no i don't want them to be further injured Luis robert has a long fruitful career going and this injury really scares me because it's to his hip and it was during just a regular running to first thing and that's really scary that a injury like that happened to tear it like that tells me maybe it was already partially torn and the guy's just that tough and because i can't believe that running to first goes from healthy to completely torn in one run that seems 
impossible to yeah, me. It seems very unlucky as well as uh, the Sox have had their share of that. We'll try to put a positive spin on this next here on Lockdown White Sox. This episode of Lockdown White Sox is brought to you by our new friends at Sports Trade. Have you guys heard about Sports Trade? You no, know, it's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. This is amazing. Sports Trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's like Robin Hood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like real stocks. Finally, it's a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports, and they just added baseball to the platform. So check out Sports Trade today. Making money with Sports Trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points of the game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. Two, Good old supply and demand, baby. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. Starting to see how this works here a little bit? When you're ready to buy shares, you pick the penny stock in a rookie with huge upside or grab that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com and watch the How It Works video and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun and exciting and profitable new world of sports trading. Sports trade, this is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our new friends, a new sponsor. Welcome on into the show, 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by the 10 most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life, and she deserves it, doesn't folks they're available now through mother's day only only at bluenile.com that's bluenile.com search the words 10 by 10 this collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and they're fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful i'm on bluenile.com right now and one design that stuck out to me is number five lola fenhurst this designer out of Paris has crafted a quiet yet luxurious ring with beautiful ascending beads, which is a good metaphor for a union. You can purchase that ring at the 10 by 10 collection now at BlueNile.com. That's the number five Lola Fenhurst out of Paris. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Now, back to Lockdown White Sox. All right, so, you know, I don't think we'll have time to talk about Tony. Uh, maybe we'll do that tomorrow, but let's just wrapping up here. You know, I've seen a lot of anger for no reason, and I know people are frustrated, and they're angry about the way this season has, has developed so far in the first month, but we are only a month into this thing. Uh, things could always be worse, so let me remind you that, folks. But Sox are sitting at 15 and 12 right now, and a lot of people are angry as if, you know, uh, Sox didn't do enough in the offseason as if they were supposed to have a plan in place for losing literally your your, your two best outfielders uh, to injuries for pretty much the entire season. I don't know what they could have done to prevent that, but certainly now there's an opportunity where we thought maybe after the Eloy injury, Rick Hahn didn't have to do anything. 
Um, but now I think they do have to do something. So let's just talk about it here, Herb. You know, there's there's so many things that have been weird already about this season. When you just talk about take the injuries out of it, you talk about the performances on the field so far, things that you didn't expect to happen. You talk about Rodon, who easily should have won Pitcher of the Month in the American League. Uh, the Your Mean story, and Your Mean's had some issues uh, with uh, mm-hmm. with tardiness issues. Uh, you know, but still, he was the American League Rookie of the Month. The Michael Kopech phenomenon, you know, and just him coming in the way he has, you know, not skipping a beat from what we saw back in 2018 and looking even better, looking like a, a, a more improved pitcher, looking like an established veteran. And now all of a sudden you have a guy like that who you can, you know, maybe pencil in your rotation for years to come as a top end of the rotation guy. So that's on the positive end. You've had a lot of those things happen for you. But then on the negative end, you, you, you've had Abreu not hitting, Grandal not uh, living up to his contract just yet you know he's starting to get on base a, a, a ton as he's one to do and I think the hits will come and finally starting to uh, get a few of them together and then Yohan Moncada thing he's not uh, playing up to his potential by and large this season as a whole so there's a lot of things that that can still have a, some room to meet in the middle I don't expect Rodon to have a, 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 a 0.5 ERA the rest of the year but you know there's these things that you're gonna have to have some some good luck to balance this out and then you hope that the floor of this team you know, things that you thought were known commodities for sure, like Abreu and Grandal, you, those guys raise their performance a little bit as your mean and Rodon comes back down to earth and Kopech as well. So I think maybe you'll have a middle ground here where it's like, okay, you know, you could take a deep breath and you look at the socks on paper and you realize they're still a, a pretty damn good team. And you've gotten a, quite a break here by having the Twins play at such a, a horrendous pace early on. They're not down and they're not out. Uh, by any means so far here I, I believe they're winning as we're recording uh, this pop- podcast tonight but they you know, are. Y- you've you've got a break there in terms of they're behind you in the standings right now and now that this this is a bit of an equalizer with the Robert injury but still you you should thank your lucky stars that they've had a bad start the Royals have had a hot start largely by playing the twins a lot and that's just how baseball works sometimes so again the Royals thing we don't know how that's going to shake out but you're looking at this thing now as a team that has elite starting pitching they have as good an offense almost as anyone in the American League, even with the injuries. Like They have a competent offense that should be able to score some runs. Andrew Vaughn, who's hitting but not hitting for power yet. You have to feel like that power is going to come soon, provided he gets enough at-bats. So there's a lot of variables here. If they continue to pitch and they finally have pitched the way that they should have this past turn in the rotation, now that Lance Lynn is back, Giolito hopefully stabilized a bit following that outing in Boston – Keuchel, just the one bad inning the other night. Dylan Cease coming off his best performance as a White Sox. He's going tonight in Cincinnati. And then Carlos Rodon, who will come back to earth a little bit, but still a a remarkably different pitcher than what we've seen in the past. And then your bullpen is going to continue to be lights out and I think improve as the season goes on. I think uh, these guys still have to pitch their way into shape and situational uh, you know, getting used to being in different spots in a game and, you know, just, you know, getting used to the leverage of a season season and the ups and downs of everything that goes along with that. So I think the bullpen will, will steady improve. And all of a sudden, okay, if you can pitch and your bullpen is going to be good, you're going to have a chance against anyone really. And if you have these guys in the lineup – take that next step and get back to their back of their baseball card I think you're you're talking about a team that's going to be in it to the end so this season is going to be defined I think by the moves or move that Rick Hahn makes to to patch this thing up uh, in the in the short term here so there's a lot of parallels here too 
with 2004. You know, Herb, you, you're old enough like I am to remember the 2004 Sox team. I do. We talk about them often, but it's hard to believe it's been almost 20 years since that team. But for you young listeners out there, the 04 White Sox were about as talented a White Sox team as I can remember. You know, I think they had – 12 or 13 all-stars or former all-stars like guys who had been all-stars previously you know that that team was loaded now they who knows what they would have become but you had their two best players uh, Magali Ordonez and Frank Thomas and Frank Thomas was coming off of an MVP caliber season in 2003 they played about 50 games apiece those two guys and Maglio was you're talking about something that's sort of like a Luis Robert equivalent that was like their best position player that they ever Developed. Signed as an international free agent, Magli Ordonez is at the big boy table of White Sox outfielders that were homegrown guys by them. So they only play about 50 games. Mags tears his knee up that year, and eventually he's lost for the entire season, and they didn't even think he was going to play baseball again, possibly. The Tigers take a flyer on him, and he's you know he had to get that uh, the, the, that therapy that's blood, out, out yeah. there. Yeah, the blood the therapy. In Rich the, blood. Trans- the plasma the plasma therapy in austria and you and, know it's at the, the a-rod treatment yeah exactly so allegedly he, yeah <laughs> well yeah um you know so then frank you know he has that fracture in his foot and you lose him an mvp caliber player you lose him the rest of that season and the Sox stayed right in it until the very end just you know didn't have quite enough and i, I worry that this is going to be what's destined for this year's team but you know about that 2004 team if you would have told me at the lowest point of 04 after losing Maglio and losing Frank and they were both out around the same time if you would have told me a year later you're going to have a team that's going to win the World Series I never would have believed you because there's different parts here so you know you just never know in baseball and that's what keeps us coming back day after day uh, in this game so I'll, I'll just leave you with that 04 parallel and like I never you know, it was so down about a team after losing your two best players like that. And this feels uh, very similar to that season here. So we'll see how this shakes out here, man. But uh, I remember the play. It was like Willie Harris going back on a ball and Maglio coming <laughs> forward and messed his knee up. Well, he like he, he initially tore his knee up on a swing, I believe, like earlier on in the season, like in May. Yeah, and then and he had that back. collision and came back, had that collision. And then he was just done. Like after yeah. after July, you know what I mean. So like there was a real, initially it was a freak injury like these are, you know. How about Frank's year two seventy one, the average is down, but on base was four thirty four. Yeah, slugging was five sixty three for a nine ninety seven OPS, OPS plus a one fifty six. Eighteen home runs in his what three hundred eleven plate appearances. I mean, man, <laughs> the guy was really good. Yeah. And that he, wasn't, that he wasn't down that year. That that fracture he had on his foot, if you guys remember, like I, I believe he ended up suing uh, the White Sox for not detect, detecting the foot fracture because it came back in 05 and he was out there playing on a, on a fractured foot and still was able to contribute, but then ultimately re-aggravated the injury, and that's what caused Big Frank to be out for the remainder of that World Series run. So there's you know a lot of a lot of history there here. So you know. It goes to show you, man, you never quite know, and you just get, you got to stick with it, man, and hope that Rick Hahn – Rick Hahn's going to find a deal if there's one to be made. I can tell you that. He's, he's always been savvy in terms of making a deal. Um, the question is, will Jerry Reinsdorf open up that pocketbook? Will he realize, okay, maybe more fans are coming back? Would he also realize, man, this is a really, really unlucky situation, and if, if I'm not going to throw money at this problem, why even own a team at this point? That's my concern is, is opening up the pocketbook for a, a potential – uh, addition to this roster if they're gonna do the thing where they just wait for adam Ingle to come back and then do the internal candidates 
I would much rather them just say Blake Rutherford, Luis Gonzalez. Here's a bunch of games. Maybe yeah. not all of them, but here's a bunch of games. You're going to be platooning with Billy Hamilton and or Lurie Garcia. Play some baseball because those other guys, you know, don't have a future with the White Sox. They're fourth outfielders. At least give these guys a taste and see what they can do. Like we said with Yermin, we wouldn't have saw Yermin if Aloy doesn't get hurt. Think about that, folks. If Aloy stays in left field and he's a starter, Andrew Vaughn's the designated hitter. We probably don't see Yermin, and if we do, we see very limited action for Yermin. So, yes, like Tanny said, we don't like the injuries, but it's a blessing in disguise that you get to see some other players that can step up. And if we can get some stepping up this year by Billy Hamilton, I don't believe that's going to happen, or Lurie, that either. But maybe the youngsters, maybe Luis Gonzalez puts it all together and shows you the double A a couple years ago wasn't a fluke. Same thing for Blake Rutherford. I would rather them get the start if we're just going to wait until Adam Engel comes back in like a month. We'll come back, wrap it up next on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you today by Bet Online. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is in the rearview mirror, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing, along with baseball. You can bet on baseball every night if you'd like at betonline.ag. As a matter of fact, they even have award show props, TV show props, and reality TV show prop bets for you to indulge in even when you're not watching sports. And best of all, the odds are updated in real time on almost anything you can imagine. Maybe you're like me and you don't like to bet on baseball. Maybe you follow the markets and you want to place a bet on how the Dow is going to perform. You can do that at betonline.ag. You can bet on the New York Lottery on betonline.ag. They've got everything, even pro wrestling. Monday Night Raw has prop bets at betonline.ag. They've got you covered on all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best place to sign up to place your bets. And best of all, friends, it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget our promo code when you sign up. Our promo code is locked on. That's locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online. This episode of Locked On White Sox is brought to you by our friends at RockAuto.com. You know, there's so many different makes and models of cars these days. It's become impossible for your traditional chain storefront to stock all those parts that your car's ever going to need. So why endure that process of going into the store and asking what you think are dumb questions and you wait for the person behind the counter to check their inventory on their computer and they only choose the brands that they happen to carry? Why would you do that when you have access to a vast catalog of auto parts at rockauto.com in your pocket it's right there on your phone silly you know there's a lot of reasons to maintain your automobile i know herb and i are thinking about hitting the road here we're making our road trip plans for pittsburgh in june and i know if i'm going to be driving i want to make sure my car is running in tip-top shape you know we're approaching a couple hundred thousand miles on that thing and you know i want to make sure herb and i are safe on the road to pittsburgh so whatever my car is going to need to keep me on the road longer i'm going to go to rockauto.com and get those parts. And I know by shopping at rockauto.com, those prices are going to be reliably low, not just for me, not just for you, but for everybody. You see, because those chain stores, they charge different price tiers for do-it-yourselfers and professional mechanics, but not rockauto.com. Their prices are always reliably low. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. I think I'm going to need some new air freshener before we hit the road here with our, whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. And best of all, it's 
delivered right to your door. So go to rockauto.com now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write the promo code LOCKED ON in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Apologies to the voicemailers. I know you guys want to get that off your chest. Maybe we'll we'll play some in tomorrow's show, but we're about out of time here. I thought we were going to be able to talk about uh, about Lou Bob's injury and I'll be able to talk about Tony and the mutiny, but I think maybe we'll get to that tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, you know, the Red, yeah, the the Reds are uh, the Reds are playing the Sox this week uh, for a two-game set early one so we'll have a post game recap later tonight that'll be posted That's another guy i want to who's got to say who's that castiano well i made him an i made an error in a previous show and i said it again on the station today and i regret my error but if you go to spot track they have castiano's listed as a guy on an expiring deal but he actually signed a four-year deal uh before last season i believe you know yeah, so but he has outs he's, okay he so it's outs the, this year okay. or last year and this year okay so he's got the out okay so that is a little different wrinkle there okay yeah so yeah that's another guy i would love you know but that's a, a tricky situation you know i you know who was out there who hit a bomb uh last night that i was saying i was like man i wish the brewers weren't uh in it mm-hmm. it was low cane low cane was out there hitting bombs mm-hmm. still and he's a guy that i just always loved that would be a, the perfect type of player a veteran, a guy with some swag behind him, a guy who can still you know play an elite uh, defense in center field and still you know hit the ball out of the ballpark. Like, but unfortunately, that NL Central is just so jammed up right now, and with the Cubs on their way down, like you know the Reds, I don't think they're going to be sellers, but they do have a bit of a glut with uh, with outfield talent. They've got some guys uh, coming back from injury, and of course they've got Tyler Naquin, who I think is going to be the odd man out. I don't know if that does anything for you, but there is a deal to be made, and when it's made, we'll uh, we'll cover it here. But uh, that's all I got. We'll have a Reds recap posted first thing tomorrow morning, midnight, if you're still up after that one. Hopefully Dylan Seas can write the ship uh, in Cincinnati for that two-game set there. But uh, that's all I got tonight, Herb. All right, that's Chris Tannehill. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Tannehill. My name is Herb Lawrence. Ecknerwall23 is the way you can follow me on Twitter and our show Locked on Socks at Locked on Socks on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you go there and subscribe, we may pick you to get a Locked on Socks prize pack, a beautiful shirt, a mug. So enjoy it. A couple people out there. I was going to say uh, if you're going to be our doctor tonight because you're the resident <laughs> medical expert here, uh, Chris Tano. I'm the math guy. It's you I are. Yeah. Jay Crowley is our, our mathematician. He, he, he's like, yeah, he's like the, the saber metrics guy. If you're the math guy, you're the old school math guy. And Jay Crowley's our saber metrician uh, experienced numbers cruncher. He's, you know, sometimes when you're talking with numbers and math, you got to have two guys in the room, you know, in case there's an argument about this definitive data. <laughs> As I always say, you know. Yeah, so you're the you're now the Who's that Greg guy. was that Greg Blash that used to say that? Uh, numbers are like your brother in law, they lie to you. Former Bears defensive coordinator. Was that him that, that I, I mean attributed it, <laughs> it sounds like what he, something he would say. <laughs> Greg Blash. So terrible. All right. So for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. Hopefully some good news when we talk to you next and the White Sox kick the Reds in the ace. There you on locked on socks. <laughs> <laughs> 